0: Hi, and welcome to the Renegade Money Show. This is your host, Winnie Sun, and your good friend. I am excited to introduce you to my friend, Cole. Actually, we're going to call him Nicholas Cole for now. Nicholas Cole came from Chicago, and you know, that's a windy city. And he brought the wind with him because we're here in Southern California, but it is windy like crazy. And you can tell because our palm trees are going nuts right now. Well, thank you so much for coming and you were introduced to me from a very good friend and I know that you are one of the most read, can I say, most read you Millennials in, in, that I know, I don't know, for days, for days, really. I know you also write for Inc., various different publications, huge falling on Quora, mm-hmm. right? And actually, just as a tease, before we get into it, he's actually going to be sharing a program Mm -hmm. online course online course that is going to be titled going from
1: how I went from zero to 20 million readers online
0: can you believe that did you hear that 20 million folks we're not talking 20,000 I mean
1: that's absolutely
0: incredible also
1: too I consider it kind of a low estimate because I'm not counting all the other publications where pieces have gotten picked up that I don't ha- even have data on.
0: Wow, so, so you're the, being conservative. I, I
1: like to be conservative, yes. yeah.
0: So we like that. We call that the conservative investor, right? <laughs> that, that's awesome. And so let's talk about that. I mean, you are, I know you're very elderly, but maybe we could share your age with sure. everybody.
1: Yeah, I'm only 26. So, <laughs> I mean, I like to talk about that because I want other people to know, too, that if I can do it, at 26 then especially if you're an accomplished person in your career mm-hmm. there's no reason why you can't do the same thing.
0: So let's talk about that I mean we hear about Millennials being entitled right that difficult to work with they lack work ethic right. you're kind of like an anomaly in that sense you're absolutely not the case you for those of you who write articles, or even you know, have to write a research paper, or even have to write an email, know how much work that can be sometimes. And to have someone actually have 20 million people read what you have to share is absolutely incredible. So we're gonna talk about that. First, I want you to talk about your name first, if you could share. What's your real name?
1: Sure, so my real name is Nicholas Mather, but as a nickname, uh, I've been called Cole my entire life. So, I thought it'd be a cool pen name, you know, put everything under Nicholas Cole. And in a lot of ways, too, it kind of symbolizes these two sides of me that I talk a lot about, which is I always say that I'm an artist first. Uh, My whole dream, I went to school for creative writing, I just wanted to share my art with the world. Um, And as a result of that, I needed to learn how to get it out there. I needed to learn how do I market myself, how do I publish a book, how do I do all these things. And so I say I'm an artist first but an entrepreneur second because I think you have to be aware of both. You have to be half creative but also half business minded.
0: So your parents, were they entrepreneurs?
1: Um, My parents, it's hard to say because they have very entrepreneurial spirits. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom is a voice teacher and my dad's a surgeon, so I think If anything, that's kind of case in point of um, half side being very business oriented, you know, and very disciplined with your craft, and then the other side being very artistic.
0: Yes, absolutely. And in both cases, both of them are entrepreneurs because as a song coach, right, or speaking, Mm -hmm. singing, this is a craft, but you also need to get clients. Mm -hmm. And as a surgeon, I always say doctors are some of the best salespeople because they have to get the patient comfortable to doing what they need to do. Right, and they're feeling that confidence. So, wow,
1: one hundred percent good genes there. Yeah, huh? yeah. I was very, I was very fortunate to be raised in a family like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about um, your journey. So, how long ago did this start? When was it when you started at zero?
1: Zero was me graduating from college with a creative writing degree, and everybody kind of questioning, "What are you going to do with that?"
0: Yeah, uh, I can see parents be a little worried. Hmm. You know, and it's, it, it was really
1: everybody. You know, I think the assumption was you're just going to work at Starbucks for the rest of your life, you know. But I, you know, the story that I always tell is that my teacher, senior year, was very adamant about saying that writing isn't dying, it's just going digital. And so his whole point was, if you can learn these new mediums, if you can learn how to use social media to, to your advantage, mm-hmm. then you will succeed. Right. It's just a lot of writers are very talented in their craft but they just they don't understand that other side of it. So I really took that as a challenge I'm gonna figure this out and that's what led me to Quora Quora led me to Ink. Ink led me to getting featured in all these other major publications like Time and Forbes and Fortune um, and then to the point where I published my first book and I, and I chose to do it self published because I had spent a lot of time studying the industry and I sort of felt like If I've just spent four years learning about marketing and learning about how to build myself and my own personal brand, why would I go give 70% of that to a publisher? Mm -hmm. I think I can do it on my own.
0: Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And so let's talk about Quora, Mm -hmm. right? Quora has uh, a lot of users, a lot of community. And so how do you get found on Quora? And I mean, well, first off, I guess I'm interested to hear why you decided on Quora and how you started and what did you write about?
1: Hmm. Okay, so Quora, at first, I kind of lurked it, like read it, you know, you just, I read a lot before I started writing there. Mm-hmm. And what I was really in- intrigued about was the fact that You were getting knowledge from people that had actually lived what you were asking. So someone could ask a question, what's it like to be an entrepreneur, and a serial entrepreneur will answer. Mm -hmm. But what I noticed the shift was that there's a difference between a really good answer, where someone's like, this is the definition of an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. versus the person that goes, I was sleeping on my friend's couch after I had just lost two million on an app I thought would be really successful. And all of a sudden you lean in a little closer and you go, I want to know more because you're opening up to me mm-hmm. about you as a person, mm-hmm. right? So I really started to see this intersection between sharing knowledge with people, but entertaining them at the same time.
0: I love that. So, and it's being very methodical, it's very very much a business decision of mm-hmm. how to communicate, right? So, so what did you start to write about?
1: The the first thing that I wrote about, which at the time was just what I was in, was health and fitness.
0: So what drew you to health and fitness? I mean, because usually when you think of a young person, you think about you know I don't know you think about um, evolving during that time, like how you felt, maybe cars and stuff. But I don't know, not, don't necessarily think about fitness. So how did you come up with that idea?
1: So um, first, I was an athlete all growing up. I played hockey. And when I was 14, I fractured my spine oh, playing wow. hockey, and yeah. that's kind of what led me into competitive gaming, mm-hmm. which is like a whole other chapter. Um, but I didn't know that I was allergic to gluten, that I had celiac disease, until I was 18. Mm. So when I turned 18, all of a sudden it was kind of like life opened up a bit for me mm-hmm. because I wasn't sick anymore. I didn't wow. feel sick every day, mm-hmm. and I got and what I learned was that all of the people that were really successful in health and fitness, they they essentially ate gluten-free. A lot of their diets were already gluten-free because they ate so clean. And so I kind of paired this, you know, I need to eat healthy, but I also need to be in the gym and I need to, you know, I want to stay fit. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm not an athlete anymore. I can't Mm -hmm. play hockey. And that just kind of led me into this world of bodybuilding that I got really interested in. And so when I first started on Quora, a lot of the questions that I answered were health and fitness related, Mm -hmm. but they were more so mindset related being people that were curious as to how you go about changing your life or how you go about creating positive habits. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote way more about that than I did health and fitness, like Mm -hmm. what you should eat every day. But I used my transformation in health and fitness as a way to kind of prove what I was talking about.
0: That's wonderful. So you were sharing this message, and at the same time, you were honing your craft. You Mm -hmm. were getting better at communicating and actually working on a very large medium. Mm
1: -hmm. And the, the, the moment where it all shifted was I wrote this answer where someone said, is it possible to change so much that you no longer recognize yourself? And I put this before and after of me in high school when I was very sick. I was very skinny. I had this curvature in my spine, and I put the a picture of me then at like 23 beside it when i was essentially a, a fitness model and that difference visually and then i wrote about it and i said it is possible like i look at those old pictures of myself and i i can't even recognize or barely remember like what that was like mm-hmm. you know and that answer ended up going viral it went front page of reddit it has over a million views wow. it was and that was really intro- what introduced me to this idea of personal branding being when you share your story and you can, you can provide knowledge to people, but also entertain them along the way. People really start to see you as your own brand, your own thought leader, and and that's what allows you then to start building your own platform, and you can grow from there.
0: So, Cole, you know, a lot of times uh, I have a lot of celebrity. Um, I work with a lot of people in entertainment, right? And. Historically, it's always people in inter- entertainment that have a personal brand. Mm-hmm. Today, it seems very different. There's a lot of people who have created this concept of a personal brand and have made themselves quite successful from mm-hmm. it. Um, so do you feel like it's the, kind of the perfect time to build a perfect brand or it's absolutely ne- ne- a necessity for all business people to be this way or is it just evolving from what it was before?
1: I think that's a great question. Um, yes, I think it's the perfect time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I say it often, I think resumes are out the door. I and know. I think that now people care less about what you've done and more about what you're doing. You know, if you, walk, if you walk into the room and you say, I have 100,000 people following me right now, mm-hmm. your value skyrockets, because it's all about attention now. Um, but similarly, another interesting shift on the celebrity side is that for a long time it was like the celebrities were untouchable. Right? Mm-hmm. And now, th- even they are having to kind of step out of that curtain a little bit and go, I will answer your questions on Twitter. I Look will. The
0: Rock, right?
1: right? Exactly, I was just thinking of him. He's a great example. Is mm-hmm. So it's kind of like we're meeting each other in the middle, right? Everyday people can become thought leaders and build their own audience. And then the celebrities kind of take a step back and go, I am more accessible. I am willing to, to get to know my fans and my followers.
0: Mm. So what will personal branding be in the future? What do you think?
1: Boy, I think it's, I think it's just going to weed out a lot of people that, like you're going to know if you're working with someone that really knows what they're doing mm-hmm. or if they just say that they know they what they're, know doing. they're
0: doing. I love that you talk about this. And the reason that is is because as a financial advisor, you know, when I was working at the big firm, I always knew I was a really good financial advisor, that my clients loved me. But I felt like it was my responsibility and not theirs to find me, right? For me to be, be out there for them to find me. So I think like regardless of what profession, like your dad a surgeon or whoever you know, works at such a large firm. I think everybody has a responsibility, not only for themselves, but for their companies and the people that work with to build out a personal brand. Mm-hmm. So I think this is fascinating that you've done through, in such an incredible way through writing. You also have had a book that's been shared in over 30 countries, can we talk about that? Mm-hmm. Maybe you could share a little bit about that.
1: So that was that was also part of that pivot moment. Um, after that answer went viral uh, from Quora, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I had tons and tons of emails from kids that were just like me going that that picture on the left you the skinny kid that's me so Mm -hmm. I want to know how you went from that to what you are now so I saw the business side right I go I saw a need in the market Mm -hmm. I could share my knowledge Mm -hmm. and then I can I can put it in an accessible way and charge 10 bucks for it and that's gonna allow me to do it more so I took all my workout knowledge put it into an ebook did this all that weekend. Like While the answer was going viral and I was getting all these emails, I made a quick website, made a fitness ebook and a nutrition ebook, put it up uh, online, and in the first weekend I made three grand from wow. all the people that bought those ebooks. And it was, it was bought in over 30 countries. I was getting orders from China and London and Switzerland and Australia and all of these emails from people just saying, I relate to your story. And that's what I really realized is People don't, like that knowledge, you want a workout routine, you can Google it, right? But what people pay for and what they ultimately pay attention to is your story. Mm -hmm. They vibe with you and what you stand for and and who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. So that's why everything that I do, it's so much less about just what can I charge and more about what can I share. And then if you want that knowledge in a convenient form, you can can buy it. But I'm going to give you 90% of it for free.
0: Mm, I love that. So if they continue to follow all your writing and and Quora and Ink and whatnot, they'll get that. But through the ebook, it's just quick and easy. Right,
1: if you right. want, and same thing with print books, right? Like mm-hmm. I write enough where I easily crank out a book. Every two, three, four weeks. I know you're
0: incredible, and you even ghostwrite for so many businesses. And I ghostwrite too. Yeah, I mean, you're an incredible writer. Not only that, it's like there's a lot of people that write, but you write in a way that gets people excited. I know you actually produce a lot of viral content because Mm -hmm. you just know what resonates to people.
1: And it's that voice. I think the voice of it has to be fast-paced. It has to be full of conviction. It has to it has to be excited, Mm -hmm. and. I, I was live streaming at uh, the startup house where I was yesterday, and we were talking about this. Is like, people go, "How do you how do you start when no one's paying attention to you?" Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that even now, when I, I know that the moment I publish an article, thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people will read it. But the same kid that's writing that article now was the same kid ten years ago who sat down and wrote his first blog on the internet that nobody read. You but know? How
0: did you evolve?
1: Volume and practice, you know. I mean, we we talked about this the first time we talked. Is the same mentality that I treated hockey with, mm-hmm. and that I treated gaming with, and that I treated fitness with. I've just applied it to writing, and writing has been my love and my craft. And how so many
0: articles have you written?
1: On Quora, I've written over six hundred. On Ink, I've written over two hundred. Wow! And then featured in all of the publications, probably another
0: couple hundred as well. That's incredible. That's incredible. And speaking of gaming, I mean, you touched upon it just for a second. It's kind of a big deal. When I read this, my jaw almost dropped. Talk about gaming in your life.
1: Sure. So when I was 17, I was one of the highest ranked World of Warcraft players in North America.
0: Highest ranked Warcraft players in North America. Hello
1: so it was How
0: much did you play?
1: Oh, <laughs> way too much <laughs>
0: I have kids, I'm thinking oh, this, is t- this sounds like a lot of practice It, w-
1: it, w- it was a lot um, but again, I go back to that experience so much because it taught me a lot about work ethic it taught me a lot about setting goals and, and then what you have to do in order to achieve them
0: What Warcraft taught me about discipline? 100% Yeah
1: And that the same thing that I did in video games is what I applied to fitness and that's how I was able to transform my physique. And then the same thing that I did with fitness, I've done and applied to the writing world. And that's how I went from nobody reading any of my stuff and being a a graduate of of a college with a degree in creative writing to then doing what I'm doing now and writing for all of the major publications. So like, there's a method to the madness.
0: Mm-hmm. So what word, what word would you summarize and describe yourself as? What would be the, the reason why you have been so successful versus everybody else? Discipline. Discipline. I would Discipline. use the same word.
1: Yeah, I really, for me, I have no problem saying no to a lot in order to do the one or two things that I really want to
0: do. So you're very focused, highly G- Extremely, focused. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't have a lot of distractions in your life then?
1: Uh, I, I try and keep it that way.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you're, you're incredibly wise for 26. I'm sure people tell you that.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Yeah, and you're very... Yeah, th- I, I wish I knew all that you knew at 26. This is incredible. For, for those of you watching, I mean, this has got to be a treat because I'm learning so much just sitting here with you. So, so what's next for you? Tell us, next chapter, give us a surprise.
1: Um, I think uh, right now I'm in an interesting time because I'm really starting to see a lot of the fruits of my labor, um, and I, for a lot of people outside it kind of looks like overnight, you know, but it really has been the past four years of me writing a lot for free, a lot. And so when all of that is compounded, and then all of a sudden I kind of hit this point where now things are really starting to pick up, the amount that I write in a day is, I think about it, um, my sister's a violinist, and she practices four or five, six hours a day. And it's funny because I often think about that when I treat my own craft with writing because that is how much I write every day and so whenever I don't feel like doing it I think about her a lot because I I've seen and watched her grow up and practice her craft and master it so I really look to that as kind of a barometer for myself and the fact that I, I write daily for Inc. and I ghostwrite for executives or serial entrepreneurs um, my next thing is now I want to teach people how I've done it because That's always been my motto like I want to see if I can do it first myself and then I want to use my knowledge to help the next person and For me, it's kind of astounding that at 26 I've been able to get more PR for myself than any PR agency in the country could get any one of their clients So I know that there's a method to it and it really comes down to two things. It's like are you teaching people and are you also entertaining them with your unique story? So I want to take, take that process, put it into courses, and allow people the opportunity to then educate themselves so that if you want the same things that I've been able to do, here's everything. I'm, I'm going to give you A to Z all of the steps so that all you have to do is just walk the path.
0: Mm. I love this because we had just had this conversation right before we sat down for interviews talking about how there's so many big social influencers mm-hmm. right influencers with I don't know some of these people have millions of viewers on YouTube or, or Twitter or whatnot and they haven't figured out a way to monetize mm-hmm. that influence right I mean I meet influencers that barely crack 30,000 a year but they're they're they've got reach. So right. they're looking for they're always looking for, you know, free this or free that because it's it's survival. So what's unique and interesting and profound about your story is you've taken that influence and translated it into monetization. Mm-hmm. So is that something you're going to teach or is that something you do for people?
1: Yep. So either I'll work with influencers and kind of help them come up with their own strategy if you will mm-hmm. um, and then yeah a big we're actually headed to Europe uh, next month we're gonna we're gonna do uh, we're gonna fly into Budapest and then we're gonna go to Amsterdam and then Paris and we're gonna film a course about essentially especially if you're a millennial how you can take what you love and do it from a laptop anywhere in the world
0: Wow, I want to see that. <laughs>
1: and 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 the whole don't you <laughs> the whole purpose around that is I want to teach people how like all of the different ways that you can make money and doing love, what and you love, love. Love your life. Exactly.
0: That, that's going to go viral, viral for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, think it'll be very cool. That is so cool. Yeah, let me know when that's out. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I so appreciate you coming yeah, out here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's been an incredible experience. So I guess let me ask you this, at 26 years old, best advice you would have given yourself when you were 20 years old? Now, six years later.
1: Relax. Like, stay disciplined. Do keep making moves forward. But if I think back to me at 20, I was very worried about whether or not, like, when it was going to happen. You know? And as I've gotten older, the focus has stayed the same, the discipline has stayed the same, but I've learned to be more patient. And I think that that would have just helped me so much mentally back then to just remind myself, I'm only 20, you know? I'm only 21, I'm only 22, and, and everything, you're exactly where you need to be right now. And so now I feel like I'm finally getting to a place where the focus is still there, the discipline's there, but I'm enjoying the journey a lot more.
0: Incredible. Thank you so much, Cole.
1: Of course, thank you for having me.
0: What a treat. I learned so much and I was thoroughly entertained. So I'm guessing those of you who are watching and listening, you wanna follow Cole too for your next 20 million views. That'd be awesome. So how do we keep in touch with you?
1: So they can follow the blog, which is nicholascole.com, or all of my social, nicholascole77
0: wonderful so nicholascole.com first blog and nicholascole77 facebook twitter instagram follow him today i certainly will and if you want to follow me you can do so at sungroupwp.com and i'm all over social at sungroupwp until next time it was great talking to you i hope you enjoy this and tune in for our next show